millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. But what would the football manager Graham Taylor say in this situation? Oh yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. He's uh, Chris Jericho has. That was um, Macho Man. Was that that, yeah, Macho Man. you've been watching a lot of Macho Man on like going live and stuff. He sent me a few things. Actually, can you? Uh, I think it's important for me to um, uh, make clear on the Luke and Pete show. Um, Luke, for the past month, I don't really know why or how this has come up, but he seems in, insistent on sending me as much <laughs> as much only fills and horses. Uh, memorabilia links on, on WhatsApp. He just constantly sends me. So, um, this is a Luke and Pete show. I'm mm. Luke, that's Pete. Uh, yeah. Welcome along. This is, your, this is your first episode. God help you. Mm. Um, I've become fascinated right. by the subculture that is people who are super fans of mm. the 80s sitcom Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. And I got into this, my gateway drug, if you like, was when I... Um, it's the UKIP forums. No, it was when, no, it was when I... Um, I Someone retweeted the actor John Chalice, who plays Boise, mm. into my timeline on Twitter. Right. And I just kept looking at his stuff, and I found this whole subculture. Now, I know for a fact that Only Fools and Horses is exactly the kind of basic humour that you will find annoying. I abhor it. Yeah, so I, that's why I keep sending you it. Ah. But is it, do you not find it kind of fascinating? The same way you find like a man who's a detective also picking locks fascinating? Um. No, because it's just so it, like it's not really out there, is it? It's not really interesting. There's just so much kind of like John Chalice is a really good follow on on Twitter because he just retweets the craziest stuff. Yeah, he just um, he's a character. Yeah, he's well, a real character. He's got two autobiographies. Does the world need two John Chalice autobiographies? <laughs> Probably not. He sells them like self-published for a fiver on his website. He keeps on retweeting like um, uh, Serbian translated DVD covers from Only Fools and Horses. He's into it. He's into, He's into it. it. Um, and you know what that led me on to? It led me on to the um, less successful um, Nicholas Lindhurst vehicle, Goodnight Sweetheart. Yes, okay. Where he goes back to the Second World War mm. through some portal. It's quite a brave kind of everyday sitcom for the, the BBC to do. 
Well, he's just awful, though, isn't he? He's just cheating on his wife. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's a whole lot of philosophical questions, though, isn't it? What do you mean? Because technically, when he's having sex with another woman, it's 50 years before his wife's born. Yeah. So and that's probably what turns him on. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, you don't want to see there, what he did there, with the cement. Was there ever a, a situation where he worried about the person he was sleeping with was his wife in the future's mum? Or grandmother. It's a good question, actually. Uh, it's probably that maybe, ever... maybe that's one of the plot points. I don't yeah. know. You think that would be a you think that would be a plot point? In, it's pretty route one, isn't it? Yeah, but it wasn't an enjoyable. Uh, no, I tell a lie. I liked it. I liked it. Sweetheart. It was good. So, so it's also got in it. It's also got in it an actor called Victor Maguire, right? Who plays um, Gary? I think Gary Sparrow, who's played by Nicholas Lindhurst, um, sort of best mate who kind of helps him out, and is kind of the the guy who. Um, I guess tries to make him see reason. I think he gets in on the swindle at some point and he's mm. involved. Anyway, he's actually a really good actor. He's really good in it. If you watch it back, mm. it's, it's, I mean, it's not aged particularly well, but he's the standout actor in it. He's, a, he's also in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. I think he's been in a couple of other bits and pieces as well. Um, he's in, he's, um, yeah, he's in some other stuff. But anyway, he's actually quite good in it. But what was I originally talking about? Oh, yeah, so I keep sending you that stuff. Only if it was Norse's stuff because I just think it's funny. But when I said Macho Man, my friend Jimmy, my best friend since I was a kid, he will. He's one of these people who misremembers things all the time, and mm. then he will swear blind that he's right when he's not, and then he'll he'll just not care and not change it. So, <laughs> for example, he always gets the words to Chaz and Dave's um, snooker loopy wrong, right? And it's annoying. What, what does he What does he think? It, so the, 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 the words go: pot the red and screw back to the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink, and black. He for some reason always says. <laughs> pot the yellow to the green brown to the blue to the pink and then the black which is like completely wrong <laughs> right and secondly the thing he used to do is really annoy me when we were kids and he always does it now still just to, to annoy me and a couple of others his you know macho man Randy Savage used to be called macho king Randy Savage yeah well Jimmy always calls him macho man king Randy Savage <laughs> it's, <laughs> really annoying, yeah. it's really annoying and annoying. every time I must have done this every time he said it for the last 25 years literally <laughs> it's macho man Randy Savage and he'll always do the announcement and go macho man king Randy Savage <laughs> it's really really annoying I, I think we did a uh, we're doing like um, 12 wrestles of Christmas or whatever yeah and uh, the first match was uh, Coco Beware the, you oh, know, the block had the parrot and the, yeah he's great the you know he's, he's a bit of a kid's character uh, beloved by children everywhere um, but the first match we do is a shoot match in where basically it means that the match the fight is real where a wrestler decides to take umbrage with something that the other wrestler has done and then proceeds to beat the shit out of him what how does that happen they just unilaterally decide that no one of them's got some beef in does the, does the other room. one know not in this case, because he knocks him out in about five minutes. Like it's wow. a, it's a two minute match. Who's the other wrestler? He's called the Patriot. Right. And they get into a ring, and Coco Beware just proceeds to. He's actually called Coco Ware at that point. And right. And somebody tweeted in going, "Isn't it Coco Beware?" And Mark's got no. Actually, at that point, he was in Memphis wrestling, so it wasn't actually. And it's just kind of thing. Wrestlers changed their names quite a lot and yeah. modified their thing when when they changed territories and obviously for IP infractions and stuff they had to change. But uh, I was just um, fascinated by this match where he just beats 
the flying shit out of this uh, poor bloke. He's just a job and wrestler, kind of a local wrestler who comes on and they reckoned he'd said something racist or done something wrong, but uh, Coco Buick proceeded to give him a rather stiff clothesline uh, and then uh, spine-busted him. Oh, you know, um, oh, I can't remember what the move was called. I never know any of the moves, but um, he really hurts the guy and then wow. finishes off when he's on top of him, gives him the biggest slap to the face. Well, he's already knocked out. He's already knocked out. He's Man, absolutely sparked out. That is a... That is a- Absolute danger of the job. That. Fans' favourite. <laughs> What's it called? A shoot match. Shoot match. Yeah. It's wow. Things are real. Because Macho Man's used to be called um, the Spider, mm. Bone Saw, and Mister Madness. Well, Bone Saw was his character in the Spider-Man film, I believe. Right. Okay. And he plays. Uh, that makes sense. Still in, still in. He was still in pretty good nick. So the reason I um. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. So he he has got the most ridiculous timbre to his voice yeah. but, and that's why I was talking to you about it the way he speaks and, and there's a really amazing um, clip from 1992 I'll play you a little bit of it in a minute um, mm. of Macho Man Randy Savage like I said 1992 going live which was a Saturday morning kids show yeah. in the UK um, on either I think it was BBC presented by Sarah Green and for people who don't know wrestling Macho Man Randy Savage was one of the better technical wrestlers. He was an excellent wrestler. And he was massive as well. Mm. He's a massive name. And um, so picture the scene. For some reason, presumably promoting some kind of WrestleMania event in the UK or whatever, um, he is sat um, surrounded by maybe 38-year-old kids. Yeah. And Sarah Green is interviewing him. And the way he speaks... Let's make it very clear. It's 38-year-old kids... The 38-year-old kids are the ones uh, who do WrestleMania. Sat in this room, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, listen to the way he speaks. Here we go. Macho man Randy Savage is still with us this morning. <laughs> yep, check it out. Jimmy Check it out. I just want to say uh, it's a friend of mine and uh, <laughs> sick right now. Get better. <laughs> who speaks like that get better no one speaks like that <laughs> it, reminds, like that. it reminds me of when Michael Howard bear with me here was the Tory leader I think for the election which would have been Blair's third term mm. and he obviously looked like the Prince of Darkness anyway and the way he said the word people <laughs> right which he used to say all the fucking time because mm. he's a politician was the most unsettling way anyone's ever said anything including Macho Man he used to go and what we need to understand is that people do not (laughs) want and it was peeping people once you heard it you could not unhear it but Macho Man needs to be told there at that point Mm. look please you're frightening the kids with that shit. You're already wearing a ridiculous (laughs) neon pink outfit. Hot pink. Yeah, with a massive Stetson. (laughs) People don't know what to think. These kids are never going to forget this and in a bad way. I love it. Um, Pete, I was going to ask you... um, uh, Quite an aggressive husband. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you know that when I was in the US, I think I forgot to mention it on Monday, um, my wife's family's next-door neighbour... Right. We always go to visit her um, when we're there. She's been next-door neighbour for for a very long time, and she likes seeing uh, my wife, who's obviously moved away now. Um, She's 100 years old. Mm. And we played uh, board games. tennis. (laughs) (laughs) No, we played board games with her all afternoon. Right. And she was, like, decent. Like actually, D, she's going to be 101 in January. So shout out Madeline. She won't be listening, but shout out Madeline. Mm. Uh, amazing achievement for that. I've never met a, set, is it a, centena- a centenarian. I've never met yeah. one before. Have you ever met someone who's 100? No, I don't think I have, actually. 
No, because you're from Hartlepool. <laughs> 60s are centenarians. Centenarians. Yeah, it's a hard word to say. But I mean, I, I really wanted to ask her so much stuff, but obviously you just turn into the guy who's just hassling her because she's old. Stop hassling 100-year-old <laughs> Yeah, women. so I, I, don't, I didn't ask her as many questions as I wanted. But ah. amazing thing to meet someone who's 100. She was born, so that'd be 1919? Yeah, she was born in 1919, yeah. So it's like, would you have been... I guess she would have been... Would she have been like a... The war has ended, let's bone... <laughs> Kind of baby. That's a shame. Why is that a shame? Because she's a hundred-year-old lady. Well, that, well how respect. do you think babies get made? Don't use loads the words. of babies were born in like the like nineteen forty-six, weren't they? I may not know a lot about a lot, but you, when you're talking about people who are a hundred, you do not use the phrase "let's bone." It's disrespectful. <laughs> Darling, let's bone. Let's let's begin the conversation. Wrestle this back. No, I'm bone sore. I don't care. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, mate? I meant to ask you that. When you get to my age, you've already bought everything, haven't you? Yeah, my mum always says that. My house is full of shit. I was in the doghouse last week for, um, my mum said to me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I don't know. Hmm. And then I realised I needed a dressing gown, like a bathrobe kind of yeah. thing. So I get me a dressing gown, that's all I need, that'd be great, thank you very much. She's like, okay, fine, I'll get you one. Then, completely forgot I said that, <laughs> went to the Black Friday sales in the US, bought, bought a myself. Robe. Yeah, well, she's fuming. You bought a robe and then brought it back? Yeah. Did you not have enough trouble carting around the robe we had to take around for the Football Ramble Tour? Yes. <laughs> Maybe we took an extra suitcase with us, though, right, so I could okay. fit it in there. But so you don't want anything for Christmas, no? Uh, what are you hoping to get from the um, Ramble Christmas dinner Secret Santa on Saturday? We've not even set that up. It's gonna, these are going to be panic buys. Oh, yeah. Normally, they're really thoughtful. <laughs> what did Spelzy get me? You got Donald me a Trump Donald mask. Trump mask, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember I got a Spelzy. It's hard, though, isn't it? It's hard to... Uh, I think I bought... You bought me a book one, one of yeah? The Graphic novel. Okay, right. Yeah. Was that Honor the Giant? I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It's good, that. It's good good quality. Um, I think I bought somebody a video game system I bought, uh, but it happened to go to one of the Lauras from Berkham, uh, from Revisited, really? yeah. and um, and she just gave it away. Because <laughs> she didn't <laughs> Re-gifted want it. it. Re-gifted it. Outrageous. Amazing. Mm. Never mind. So, so you don't I, want anything, I, I don't want the Donald Trump mask because I've already got one. So there you you go. can never have too many, though, can you? No, you know, no. You know, you just, if you had the money, you'd just spend it on a Donald Trump mask, anyway, wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, that's that. Imagine like cutting up, say, 20 to 30 Donald Trump masks into like just the face portion, so it's recognisable as him. It's all machine done, surely. Yeah, but what if you cut them up, like after market, after you bought them, and then made them into like a winter coat, like a big leathery latex winter coat? That would be some look, that. Oh, wouldn't it just? An wouldn't it just? absolute look. My big Donald Trump coat. Beautiful. Have you heard of a um, of a group or YouTube kind? Well, you will because you've got a YouTube premium account called Lad Baby. Uh, yes, it's like a lad bible kind of, isn't it? Like a lad bible kind of. Like no, YouTube a... star and dad blogger Lad Baby. Yeah, has he's, he's rep by the same agent as us, I believe. Oh right, yeah, I'd never heard of him. We got offered a uh, uh, opportunity with him. He's, he had the Christmas number one last year, and apparently he's trying to get it this year, and he wants to get a Christmas number one every year. Right, okay, yeah. He doesn't like vegan sausage rolls. That's all I've gotten him. Oh, is that that guy? He was. He was. He, he was upset by vegan sausage rolls. I think. Oh, he's got the same agent as us. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I can't slag him then, can I? You can if you want. I love sausage rolls. So put another one in the oven, baby. Is that why he's singing? Yeah. What? That's for this year. Yeah. What? He's still upset about the vegan. This was last year. 
He was upset about the vegan sausage rolls. Apparently he's rewritten Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll for this right. year's attempt, once again extolling the virtues of pork stuffed pastry. Oh yeah, because last year's uh, number one was about sausage rolls, wasn't it? What was that song? What was that based on? I'm, I'm, what was that parody song? Let me put it in perspective. Until a minute ago, I had no idea who he existed. <laughs> I just thought you'd like it because you like YouTube. Yeah. I'd, I've got a YouTube account, yes. I just don't... I, I can't be asked the advert. It's the best thing. If you're thinking about oh. it... Get you set for Christmas. Give someone a YouTube premium account. Um, it's the election today. Yes, people are voting mm. all over the country. Do vote; mm. it's important. Um, if you've if you've Check registered out the, dogs to, at the voting polling, booth. yes, exactly. Good hashtag. Mm. If you've registered to vote and you're going to vote, but now you can't be bothered, mm. get out there and do it. Mm. Um, but Peter, I believe in some troubling news. Okay, you had a falling out with your father, the yes. Stuart, mm. about the um, political uh, climate. Mm. And the thing that annoyed you the most was that he was sending you memes, but mm. the JPEGs were at a very low resolution. Yeah. It was just anti-Corbyn memes. Um, he'll occasionally dip his toe into the muddy waters of Diane Abbott. Um, and uh, they're always just really poorly done, usually on Microsoft Paintbrush. Is your dad doing them himself? No. No. They'd be much, of high, they'd be much higher quality if he'd done it himself, but he just falls on... Isn't it just on... called Microsoft Paint? What did I say? Paintbrush. Or was that a different one? Maybe it used to be called Paintbrush. I can't remember. But um, Deluxe Paint 3. You remember that on the Amiga? Quality. Yeah. Draw yeah. picture Tutankhamun. Beautiful. Do you, ever su- do you remember Super Mario Paint? I do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he, he forwards on. There's, there's a certain um, section of society which are men over 50 who are obsessed with Diane Abbott and Jeremy Corbyn and all they do is send uh, memes that have been forwarded from their little muggy groups uh, and they're the ones who will decide this election, unfortunately, <laughs> because they are politically active and they're all, they've all gone quite mental Yeah, because they're scared of the world and things are moving a little bit too fast for them. Is your dad involved in this? He's folding them on. He's certainly he's clearly part of a couple of uh, but, but dodgy I groups. But what I don't understand here is that so there are people in my family who have very different political opinions to me mm. and they know that so they won't send that kind of stuff to me mm. so why is your dad sending them to you knowing what you like and what you don't like because he's a bellend like me like we're exactly the same right but we just you know, but I'll just sort of go dad you know balls out the bath when Tories are in people generally die yeah. actually lose their lives is this your serious voice this is my serious voice yeah through you know just not having enough food on the table, suicide or other things, being declared fit to work and they've got no legs or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And all that shit, people literally die. And um, my dad was like, oh, what party provides you eternal life? And I was going, look, dad, just Google fucking deaths, you know, definitely. Uh, and, and, and so I, I, I clip a couple of things and send it on. In, this is in the so family you're get, group. You'll get involved. This is 1am. I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. He's waking up, so he's 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 Corpus Mentis, and I'm and I'm um, drunkus Maximus. Because your dad famously gets up at one a.m. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, my mum was also inexplicably as well, so she got involved. Uh, What's she saying? Whose side's she on? She's Try to mediate. On the side, she's on the sides of everyone's account. Uh, right. <laughs> he's kind of on the sides of everyone's account, and I'm on the side of everyone's account. Everyone's an idiot. Everyone a is, a, is a is a is an idiot in, in, in politics. They're just out, just out for themselves. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, imagine being an 18-year-old, your first vote. Good God, what a shower. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're just in, in, in disagreement and he is he looks at one of the pieces that I forward him go, and, and it's some Guardian writer. And he's like, oh, you're forwarding on a piece from, the, from that woman. You may as well forward on something from Owen Jones. And I'm like, Dad, she's literally quoting a figure that is an inalienable truth. Yeah. It is... 
people die. People are dying. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, you're such a bell end. I like to, him. I like him a lot. But he's, looking forward to Christmas dinner. Or? I just they've been radicalised. There's a generation of, of of man, of men in this country who've been radicalised by the Daily Mail and and WhatsApp forwards and, and Facebook just, it, and, and Facebook and Facebook. Yeah. Don't get your news from Facebook or <sighs> Fox News. That'd be my or WhatsApp groups. Option. And yeah, all WhatsApp groups. I was going to ask: Were you more annoyed about the politics side of it or the quality of the imagery? Definitely the quality of the imagery. Just JPEGs. What just... kind of file size are we talking? I mean, there would be twenty kilobytes for text JPEG. If you're going to look, if you want crisp pictures, use a GIF. Always go GIF, guys. If there's not that many colours in it, two hundred fifty-six maximum. Use a GIF. I do. You want a PSD, don't you? That would not be all on my phone. You wouldn't use it on my phone. Don't be ridiculous. What do you think about? What would you do if you got one and it dropped into your little WhatsApp and it, right. was, a, it was a tiff? Well, we'd have a lover's tiff, wouldn't we? <laughs> you'd be Tiff's loving right. a tiff. Tiff's all right. Yeah, you'd be loving a tiff, wouldn't you? If you want full, full Wi-Fi, you need full Go Wi-Fi for that. Full Wi-Fi. You don't want to be... Kind of, listen. That kind of chunk. Listen, don't get me wrong. Oh, don't get me wrong. Oh. If I'm on a train with minimal 3G, yeah. I do not want to be looking at a tiff. No. I'll be waiting till I get home for that. <laughs> That's when you put a, that's when you drop a JPEG in. Yeah. All right, let's see what JPEGs um, our listeners have dropped into our inboxes. The other side of this ad break. All right, then. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? How many times do you reckon I said that when I went for a Chinese buffet with my family? Uh, upwards of five? Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. And the best thing was some part, some members of my family had to actually explain what it was, <laughs> but that didn't deter me. It's good that they were across it, though. Uh, yeah. Hello to Darren. Darren. Hello, lads. Just a quick email regarding Marcus Waring and his, uh, frankly, oh, yeah. frankly, unbelievable appearance on Desert Island Discs a few months ago. I, I, I told you, I heard it. Yeah, yeah. I, to- I totally appreciate the guy can cook and fair play to him. He's good on TV, tasting food and slagging chefs off. But he is an absolute music vacuum. <laughs> honestly, honestly, every chef that goes on Desert Iron Discs is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> I've listed his choices and the reasons for them below. His first track was Tated Love because his brother had a soft sell album. His second choice was Coming Eileen because his mum is called Eileen. Um, <laughs> I hope, hopefully that was the only reason for this one. Uh, instead of... <laughs> <laughs> In a sinister twist, he also picked a Roy Orbison track because it was the only tape his dad had, his dad had in his car. Yeah. And to finish, Burt Bacharach because he once rented a villa in France and there was a Burt Bacharach CD in the stereo. Unbelievable. Darren, that's a wonderfully uh, worthy no, I think email. I actually think his last one was Skyfall by Adele, <laughs> Good which God. is even more boring. Uh, but you know, that, um, there's something about being a chef, and I've got a lot of respect for um, for Marcus Waring, of course. Um, it's brilliant, brilliant on TV as well, mm. by the way. There's something about chefs that they have to be so into being a chef that um, that they just I just don't think they have time for anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I mean, I remember listening to Heston Blumenthal. My God, it was boring. Like he he said that when he, he said genuinely said that when all his pals were out playing and enjoying themselves, playing football or playing games, riding their bikes or whatever, mm. he had a copy of I can't remember the name of the book, but some um, um, seminal French cookbook. Yeah in French 
and a French English dictionary. Yeah. And he would spend his time as a kid translating it <laughs> by hand. So, it's I mean, a bit Michael Owen, isn't it? Yeah, very but much you, but so. But because it's something interesting and artsy and, and, and something beloved by the upper class, the old, the old foe, the old nosh. Absolutely, um, it's regarded as being uh, that you're regarded as being a, a much intelligent, much more intelligent person. He's obviously very intelligent. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but I was once. A, I think he thought I was trying to um, get off with his son once. Oh, where's that come from? I was at, <laughs> Where has that come from? I was at a birthday party and uh, and Hessen Blumenthal was there um, with his son. And was I, he catering it or was he actually there as a guest? No, he was there. He was there as yeah. a guest. Oh, uh, let me just sit on this chair. Oh, I can't. It's a flapjack. <laughs> And he uh, and he was um, yeah, and I was chatting to his, his son, and his son was like talking about how he lost his passport. How old was his son? Eighteen. This is problematic. And I think cause, so he's like probably about fifteen then. Cause, well, because it was like a media y kind of party, I think Hessen Blumenthal might have assumed that uh, I was uh, radio DJ as well. Well, well, yeah, that was somehow problematic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's absolutely fair enough. Mm. It's a fair assumption. Mm. Um, if you've been to, I mean, have you been to a um, any parties with any other sort of celebrity chefs or? No, not really. No, my wife's a big fan of Marcus Waring. Yeah. She loves him. Okay. She loves Michelle Rue as well. You never talk. You never stop talking about him. Yeah, it's true. Actually, his name is uh, all over my house. I remember hearing a friend of a friend uh, had sex with a popular um, chef, and his personal hygiene was not great. <laughs> <laughs> is this at the same party or not? What? No. <laughs> Uh, Connor's been in touch um, with an email about sausage meat. <laughs> um, he says, uh, not "Sausage cheese of anything." Oh, he actually starts the email very nicely. Come he on. says, "Yeah, come on." He says, "Good afternoon, guys. Hope all is well with you both." Oh, cool. Um, you mentioned Christmas dinners a few shows ago, and it touched a nerve with me as my last few Christmas dinners have been surrounded by controversy relating to sausage meat. Now, the reason <laughs> I got this email in there is because I have a similar situation right and my family and I so I thought until Connor emailed in I was the only family that had sausage meat with their Christmas dinner do you have sausage meat with your Christmas dinner no god no yeah. why would I do that I mean, that's what everyone says mm. uh, Connor says I've settled down with a lovely young girl one who grew up in a quaint village outside Winchester well I was dragged up in the doldrums of Southampton poor you now I appreciate Luke may understand where I'm coming from here when I say there is a rather sizable gap in class and upbringing cheeky and we often exchange stories that leave my better half nothing short of horrified. Most of them I can understand, but I will never forget the tumbleweed I was met with when I suggested serving up sausage meat for Christmas dinner with her family. It's a staple on my plate, uh, but a completely alien idea to her and her family. Where do you guys stand on this delicious slab of meat? And I wondered if there were any other foods added to the Christmas dinner plates around the world which were met with equal derision. Keep up the good work um, and have a very merry festive season. Thanks, Connor. So... It would give you a little extra something, something, especially if you were having like turkey or something. And also, it's kind of similar to um, stuffing in many ways, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a really meat. So it's mm. basically like sausage without the skin on it. Mm. It's, it's fucking delicious. And we have it all the time. We have mealy puddings as well as a, as a nod to our Scottish heritage. But I don't think I've met another family that has sausage meat on their Christmas dinner until Connor emailed in. No. I'll How do you feel about it? Um, You'd have I'd, it, would you? I'd, I'd be up for it, but I think it's... Um... Yeah, it's not like it's 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 not normal. <laughs> what are your um what are your um kind of what's your perfect kind of Christmas dinner plate? Never had one. Never had one. I've told you about my mum's cooking. No, but what would you, what, what ingredients do you want to see on there? Um just a cream of horseradish sauce. Very that's that's few. the first thing you're saying. Yeah. Surely the first thing is turkey, no? 
No, um, the most important things are creamy horseradish sauce, which I'll eat with anything, to be quite You're frank. supposed to have that with beef, but beef, yeah, I'll have that with anything. Um, uh, but also, um, also the roasties are the, are the, are the kings. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a Yorkshire pudding after that. Everything else can take care of itself, I think. Turkey? I don't like turkey, yes. What, did your mum make turkey? No, she she usually goes with like cold cuts, effectively. We have cold cuts and we make it hot by pouring gravy onto it. That's actually dangerous, you know that. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. No, it's like cold cuts, like kind of cold meat. Not You're supposed to not, not do uncooked. that because if you reheat if you reheat meat like that, poultry, part way, you can make yourself really sick. Yeah, but you're only putting gravy on it and then jam it in your mouth. Gosh. It's not going to be, it's not gonna be st- like massive. You're not boiling it again, again, are you? It's the most wonderful time. Just, I mean, I hope she never listens to any of this. But she... <laughs> Is Christmas going to be good? Out of 10, what's it going to be? It's Six? A lot, lot of politics, a lot of, uh, lot of food chat. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Goodness me. That's redacted name of chef. Yeah, not Marcus Waring. That's the person. Yeah, no, that's, that's Oh, that's talking, the guy. That's what I was talking about. Oh, you didn't need to say the word. <laughs> Okay. Oh dear. Oh good. Oh good. Yeah. Very good. Should we do one more email very quickly? All right, cool. This is a good one actually. It's from. Should I do one from this guy? Um, you have a quick no. one from John McNair before you get to your one. Go on then. John McNair, I'm a postman. I used to deliver to someone. She came out talking to me most days after a few weeks. She said, uh, do you know who I am? I said, I don't. She said, I'm Battleaxe from Gladiators. I thought she was taking the piss. I got home, Googled her, and it was actually her. Wow. So thank you, John. That's a very good email. I don't, think I don't want to follow that. No? It's too good. <laughs> it's too good, mate. It's too good. Postman meets Battleaxe. We, I want us to get to a stage where we've every single one between us and our lovely listeners... We've met every single gladiator. <laughs> yes. Have you ever met one? I think I found out a couple of weekends ago that Jet comes from like my neck of the woods. I had no idea. Diane Udale. Diane Udale. Does she? Yeah, she does, yeah. Diane she Udale. is from... She went to... She's from Middlesbrough. Yeah, she went to... But she went to a Hartlepool school, I think. I want to say. She went to like Breton or something. Weird. Very Interesting. Nice. All right, good. Let's Very go. interesting. We've ended this show as we should end every show, which is talking about Jet, who is by far the best gladiator. Uh, Jet. And um, yeah, that's how it should be. All right, have a great weekend. Um, I hope you get the election result you wanted. <laughs> uh, but if you don't, at least you know, safe and alive, if you voted, you had your say. Yeah. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to have your say with us. We will be back on Monday with Katie back at the ones and twos. Bloody happy with that as well, I am. Thank the Lord. And um, we'll see you then. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>